This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It started in New York in 2012 as an antidote to the rampant consumerism of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. By now, Giving Tuesday has become a global phenomenon, especially on the Internet. So uh, here are some of the numbers from StatsCan, and they do date back to 2013, but... 82% of Canadians donated to charity. More than half of them, Zoomers, people, 55 plus. The biggest chunk of donations went to religious organizations, 41%. That was followed by charities involved in health and social services. So whether you have a favorite charity or not, and whether you are ready to hit the donate button today or you're waiting for the income tax deadline, it's important to know how to get the most bang for your charitable buck. What are the things you should look at? Do you look at um, the numbers? Do you? What do you look at before you decide to donate? Uh, so, let us go right now to Kate Bain, Managing Director of Charity Intelligence, and Paul Nazareth, Vice President of Engagement at Canada Helps and one of the co-founders of the Canadian Giving Tuesday campaign. Welcome to both of you. Hi, Libby. Hey there, Libby. Uh, so, Paul, let's start with you. Um, just give us a little background about how it started and um, uh, how it's grown. Well, as you said, you know, Giving Tuesday started in New York as an antidote to the the consumerist idea, and it's grown in a huge way. Wonderfully enough, so far beyond that original piece, it's all over the world, and it's about more than just donating. We've got people volunteering today. We've got people doing things out in communities. Uh, It was just a way to say before that, that final crazy day, that tax deadline of the 31st, how do we get people thinking smart, not just heart, about how they give and what they do? And and it's interesting, this time of year, people actually are thinking about making charitable donations. Uh, probably right now, before December's even started, is, is a little early, I would say. But uh, it seems to be working, right? Absolutely. As you know, often as Canada gets a little colder, we think about the people on the street. We think about the people in need, the kids and people escaping violence, and we want to help them as we get together with people that we love. So this is the time when the whole country really starts the start of the giving season. Okay, and uh, before we get to Kate's tips, uh, there are some charities that, that offer matching on Giving Tuesday. How important is that? It is something that really means a lot to donors. Look, regular people want their dollars to go farther. And so smart charities often will go out and talk to donors, not just big ones, a lot of small charities as well, reach out to a partner and say, could you help us match this day? It does help dollars go further, and it helps people to say, hey, my gift is going to do more. Okay. Uh, Let's bring Kate into the conversation. Uh, Kate, 
first of all, before we get to what people should be looking at, what do most people look at before they give money? Is it an emotional thing or, or are, are people wise with their charitable dollars? I think initially uh, Canadians are very generous and what we are hearing from Canadians is that if they're asked to make a donation, whether they receive something in the mail, like 56% just give on the ask. And so if you ask someone to, to support your worthy cause, more likely than not people will say yes and they will just give. What we're seeing and how we're seeing this change is people are beginning to think a little bit more and they're sort of just saying, you know, I want to learn more about the cause you do or, you know, my passions could be the environment or my passions could be cancer research. I'm sure you're doing great work, but that's really not what I'm interested in giving. So that's where we're seeing a, a change from general giving to becoming more focused on what an individual is interested in. Okay, and um, when you said that people uh, give money just if they're asked, does do you, when you say asked, do you mean by a person they know asking them, or or you know direct mail or or on the internet? Like, I'm sure my and everybody else's inbox was just completely inundated this morning with asks. Yes, um, when we see, I, I guess where we're getting these these this data is coming from is at the checkout. When you're shopping and they ask you to make a donation, 56% of people will donate, whether a loony or a toony, when they're asked. It doesn't matter what the cause is if they're just asked to give. When you receive uh, all that mail from charities asking for your support, most donors, the ones we hear from, are getting really fed up with the mail, what is sent in the mail, all the, all the cards and the trinkets, but it's highly effective. And when a charity sends you mail, 60% uh, of that mail ends up with a donation going back to the charity. Really? Still? Still. Okay. So, uh, and, and Paul, feel free to jump in here. Um, Kate, what, uh, let me give the numbers out again, uh, first of all, because I would like to hear from people. Uh, what is your favorite charity? Are you planning to make a donation this holiday season? Uh, and on the basis of what are you making that? Because I think that will uh, inform this conversation very well. And I know that uh, the people who listen to us, mostly Zoomers, are extremely generous. So the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 186. Six six seven forty four seven forty and um, charity intelligence rates charities. Uh, so, what criteria do you use, Kate? What we look at are four things, and most important to us is uh, is is how accountable a charity is. If you were to spend an hour on a charity's website, would you get a good understanding of who are the people it works with, what are the programs and activities it runs? And at the end of the day, what are the results it's achieving? That accounts for 40% of our, our, our rating. We also do crunch the numbers. So we look at overhead for every dollar you donate, how much goes to fundraising costs and how much goes to administrative overhead. We're looking to see those numbers in a reasonable range. So you don't want it to be too low and you don't want it to be too high. So you get top marks if you're in a reasonable range. And the what is a reasonable range? So the, the average in Canada for every dollar you donate of the charities we've analyzed, 26 cents goes to overhead. And that's reasonable. That's a, that's a good number. 
So we just look for red flags there if it's if it's if it's too cheap or if it's above 35%, which is where the CRA sets it. We uh, also and it, it, may, I just want to jump in here. Um, a lot of that also depends on what buckets charities put the money in. Because, yes. uh, you know, you can say overhead, uh, well, if, if they had costs in putting on a support program or an education campaign and, and they stick it in a different bucket like education, then suddenly it doesn't look like overhead, but it, it might really be. And that's right, and that's why, and that's why on our website we actually post the charities' audited financial statements. Charities have a great deal of discretion in how they allocate their costs, and so we, and that's what we analyze. But the, we also look at the balance sheet. Uh, we see many charities are fundraising, mostly the big, well-known household brand name charities fundraise, and they're fundraising because they can. They may have millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank already. And they're not going to be needing your donation this giving season to actually go to the front lines and, and do charitable work. And if I could jump in, uh, please. this is what, what uh, really our focus at Canada Helps is. We're a charity that, that works to democratize that space and help small charities get access to fundraising and start to be out there talking to Canadians about what they do. That's the challenge. A large amount of donations, almost 80% goes to 2% of charities. And it's those large organizations that have the means to talk to the public, whereas the small very local, often volunteer-run organizations can't and often don't go out there and talk about what they do. So that's partly what we're doing today on Giving Tuesday, giving them a platform to raise the volume on what they do so they can talk to more people and get not just more financial support, but more volunteers, more board members, right across the board. Um, you, you mentioned a very important point. There's something like 80,000 charities in Canada, and, and how do you decide, and how do you get attention for your charity and a, a lot of money is spent on marketing and sometimes when you see a big spike in expenses it's kind of a, a one-time thing where people say okay we're going out and we're going to make a lot of noise um, how do you see that Kate? Not really what we're seeing is some charities have consistently high costs and they are not fluctuating around mm -hmm. so You don't see much of a one-time you know, Not in the numbers we're seeing, and, and, and we're looking at sort of three-year trends, mm -hmm. and we map them out, and there are some sectors where the costs are very high year after year after year. And if, if, if that matters to a donor, then we're trying to give donors choice. Look at other options. Look at other alternatives that, that better fit with what matters to you. And as Paul says, don't forget the smaller local charities. Very often they can be doing great work, and as he said, they don't have the platform to get the size of donations. Okay, uh, let's take a call from Pat in Georgetown. Hello, Pat. Hi, how you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm just wondering, I give a lot um, in my own town up here in Georgetown because, there, you know, there's a great need. So uh, I give it through my local church or, you know, through the, uh, through the Sally Ann or you know, one of those institutions, 
which, you know, and the food bank, which I really like. What Good. I'm wondering about is when I see uh, a lot of these grocery stores and a lot of other stores and, you know, they get you at a bad time. You're doing your groceries and, you know, you're feeling good about your groceries and all of a sudden you want to donate to the Loblaws charity. Do you want to donate to this charity? I'm wondering who, uh, who it, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but who it is that gets the, the favorable tax discount at the end of this. I mean, everybody's a charitable donation. All those $1 bills and toonies add up. It's got to be a mega bunch for a charitable donation. So who gets the tax write-off? That's a great question. <laughs> Happy to jump in here. Paul, do you want to go on this? Sure. Uh, well, you, actually, you've got a lot of data on this. We'd love to hear. So you're absolutely right, whether it's the uh, Ronald McDonald's, McHappy Day, or being sort of what we call the sort of holdup at the checkout. Yeah. All those tunies add up, and they will go into the corporation, and the corporation will sign the big check and get the public relations sort of karma of, of, of that giving. Now, you, you can be of two minds. A loony, a toony doesn't really, you know, amount to much, but together it can make a big impact. Um, but some people would say, you know what, I want to give to the charities that, that matter to me. And it's, it all comes back to being informed when you're at the checkout, do you actually know which charity you're Loblaws doesn't is say. Re- excuse me, but Loblaws doesn't say this. These are Loblaws charities. So, so there's Loblaws no has the there's no, unless you go charity. in and find out. Oh well, no. no sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's the food bank. Um, you know, I don't mind. Sometimes you see in the Loblaws like they're encouraging you to buy extra stuff and put it in the food bank bit. That's fine with me. But I have to say, I you know a loony or toony. I, I would. Never miss. But I, I never say yes to those for the very reason that you pointed out, Pat. Why should a big corporation that may or may not give amounts that I would consider appropriate for a good corporate citizen, why should they get the benefit? Right. They, right. And the other I point mean, is, we yeah. know they are already multi-billionaires. Why are they getting the benefit of a collection of loonies and toonies from the people who want this to go to uh, the people they think they're going to. On the on the other side of it, as as someone who has been involved with charities, you know, if we got the opportunity to have um, a, a big place like Loblaws co- collect on our behalf, I would grab it. You know, this is partly the Zoomer effect, is that there's a lot of uh, of organizations out there, corporate organizations, who are trying to pool these dollars for their own giving. But one of the biggest things in Canada that the Zoomers have done over the past number of decades is say, I'm not going to go along with whatever capitalist society or corporations are doing. I have values that I believe in, often local organizations that I care in, and people are are saying no to these kind of donations and saying, I'm going to direct to give to the charities that I care about. And when we look at the numbers, as Kate shared, they're very much organizations aligned with an individual's values. And that's where people can have the most amount of effect. If it's a public foundation, too, there's something like a Loblaws, et cetera, they do share what organizations they grant to. But regardless of that, it's really about you and what you believe in and what you care about. Well, I, I, you know, I care about giving, and I do give, but I don't agree that a large corporation should have any 
uh, reward over collecting money for their charities, for the ones that they give out. And I understand one or, like one or two toonies, uh, that doesn't mean anything to me either. I can, I can readily do that. It's just that collectively, that across Canada or even in Ontario amounts to millions of dollars. And and you know their their tax line then certainly goes down with that with that giving. Absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. I, Pat, I, thanks for your call. Okay, bye bye, bye bye. Okay, um, we're taking calls. It's Giving Tuesday. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. It's Giving Tuesday. Are you going to make a charitable donation today or sometime in the holiday season? Um, what's your favorite charity? How do you pick who you give money to? Uh, and do you have a pet peeve like Pat did? I agree with her. Uh, and. Um, You know, we're talking about some charities having high overheads. Uh, You know, charities expand. They then need staff. But one thing that we're seeing in the the whole sector is a move to consolidation. That's one way to get rid of some of the costs, I guess, where if you have a lot of different charities that do, you know, more or less the same thing, uh, there's been consolidation. Um, Paul, do you have uh, thoughts on that? This is a, a really a, a bit more about that of effectiveness piece, and it's great that we're seeing the Canadian public demand more of charitable organizations to say, we don't want you just to be efficient, but also effective. So the, the collaboration is more effective often than the mergers and things like that. How can organizations work together uh, more? And that's where we're seeing a, a lot of really effective things in communities. Partnerships, yeah, that that works too. But you know, when you have separate organizations, you 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 know, they need office space, they need staff, all of those things. Kate, we are seeing some consolidation. Uh, I know that with the Canadian Cancer Society merging with the Breast Cancer Society, we're seeing the mergers of United Ways across Canada as they sort of come together and form more regional United Ways. But at the same time, we have just as many new charities registering. And, and coming up. So oh. I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a healthy dynamic. Okay. Um, we are uh, running out of time on this. Uh, Kate, first of all, what would you like to leave us with a uh, message for people as they donate? I, I, I love the caller. Um, take control of your giving. Be informed. It's okay to say no. And I would highly recommend writing a, a shopping list. Make a list of the charities you support and go through and do your homework and make sure that your giving is achieving the results you want. Okay, and Paul? Well, this is exactly what we have at CanadaHelps.org. Any donor can go to our site, find every charity in all of Canada, not just what they do, but their Canada Revenue Agency reporting for their accountability right there on the page. So a donor can use their head and their heart today on Giving Tuesday at CanadaHelps.org. Okay. Thank you both for that. Thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to switch gears. After question period in Ottawa today, the Prime Minister is going to deliver an apology to the LGBTQ community for discrimination. A lot of people were... Uh, were hounded out of their jobs. There's a big compensation fund, and we'll be talking about that when we return. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.